gonna steal your sunshine and I'll shit on your parade. Don't get me started on doing my cocaine. My opinion matters, you're so far in last place. I'm not shutting up and you'll be learning my name. Fifth in the family, but first in my mind. Won't have a temper, I'm breaking just fine. We've only got now, there's no afterlife. Look, mom and dad, I'm just speaking my mind. Season 5, episode 16 of Kyle Mocha Won't Shut yeah. Up. I am your host, Kyle Mocha. Welcome, everybody that is hey. joining us now in the present here. Right here, right now. On January 12th, 2021. And everybody that's listening in the future on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you may get your podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening along with us. We are joined here. I am joined here, as always, mm -hmm. by the one, the only. Have you ever actually Googled it to see if you are the one and only? Uh, I think I have. Justin Olimpedo. Yeah. How you doing this week, brother? I'm good, dude. How are I you? really, I've Googled myself so many times, and yeah. I've done other things to myself so many times. Um, masturbating. I'm talking about masturbating. Yes. Um, and I can definitively hey, say there's no other Kyle Mocha that exists um, have you ever gone on a deep dive and seen if there's any other Justin Olimpedos? I've I've looked up the last name to see what comes yeah. up. I've searched my name. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't. I don't think I really came up with anything. But at the same time, I get weird fucked up emails saying like, "Hey, Joseph Olimpedo," and I'm oh, like, "Oh, yeah, 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 yeah." Well, I probably do. Oh, I have an uncle Joseph. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, Joe Olimpedo. That's why my entire yeah. family's all K and C Mocha. So it's just right. I somehow scored K underscore mocha at hotmail.com. 
uh, 17 years ago. And I was like, how has nobody else gotten this? And it's because nobody else was using Hotmail. Mm. I found that out. They were using Yahoo. Did I ever tell you the story of uh, setting up my grandmother's first email? No. (laughs) All right, so this is... Justin's grandma at (laughs) AOL.com? No. So it was right around... Christmas time, I think my aunt and uncle were up. Yeah, grandma sucks one two three no, at pa no, no, no. Okay. So I set up our first computer. It's back in the day, probably like two thousand one, two thousand two. Okay. And she wants to have an email account so she can email back to her her sisters and shit and they write stories back and forth. Yeah. So for for whatever reason, like it was either Yahoo, but I think Yahoo you needed a specific way to set it up. Or you had to pay for email, something like that. Something but weird. Hotmail was a free thing that yeah. you could set up. So it was easy. That's probably why I chose it. So I, you know, she she's in the living room with my aunt, uncle, my mom, my dad, and I come out and I'm like, okay, so your email's all set up, and they're like, oh, great. So what is it? I'm like, it's viv at hotmail.com. and everybody looked at me and they're like, what fucking website do you have your grandmother on? Hotmail. And I'm like, what are you mail, doing? Like fucking like mailing. Mail. <laughs> I always wondered if there was like a hotmail m a l e dot com like that was used as what an up, email. Mike? Oh, we got a greetings Mikey. from floods. Oh. Tell everybody we say hello. Hello to everybody hello to at floods. floods, and hello to everybody in Arizona. Yes. Uh, uh, brother Keith in the chat. How you doing, guys? Thank you so much for joining us. And and like I said before, join us live on air. Um, I always say it's the better way to listen because yeah. you get to interact with us. Um, and we always appreciate that. And we hope that you are appreciating us responding to you when we do. We don't always respond to you. Um, so there, there is this thing that was going around. Actually, I don't know if he's working tonight at Floods, but Matt Colley posted it earlier. There was a, I think I shared it in our group chat. There's the picture of the the Native American guy wearing uh, what looks like a Washington Redskins shirt, but it says Caucasians on it instead. And okay. it's just a picture. Instead of it being a, a Native American gentleman on the, the crest, it's just a generic picture of like a 1950s white guy looking off like this. And I think that is the problem solved right there with yes. the Washington football team. Call them the Washington Caucasians. Yeah. Like, th- th- it's just... It'll A, prove that nobody's really offended by the name that really matters to be offended by the name. Right. And then it'll make everybody else go like, well, fuck you, we want our own team. And then if you vote against the Caucasians and you're a white supremacist, you got a lot of shit to deal with <laughs> mentally there, you know? You got a lot of shit that you have to handle within your own head. Right. And you got to figure out, like, do I vote for the Caucasians or do I go with the Giants? I subscribe more as a Caucasian than a Giant. I'm only 5'10", you know? So would I be going for the You'd Giants? You'd be going for the Giants. You'd be going for mm-hmm. the... Or you just stick with the Raiders, because you're a Raider-sized man. Yeah, you could also go yeah. with Vikings. True. I could, I could go with Vikings a little bit there. Yeah. Dude, there's only one team that's going to win the Super Bowl this year. Who's going to win the Super Bowl? The motherfucking Browns! I do hope that the Browns win. After that romping of the Steelers, I really, really, really fucking hope. When you can't yeah. trust the birds... Root for the turds. <laughs> That's a good way to do it. That is a good way to do it. And I'm going to wait to introduce him until he's got his microphone set up. It is, it's getting a little wobbly over there. What's well, all wobbly gobbly for? I don't know what's going on. What it's tilting. What did, what did happen to it over the break? Something happened to it, and now oh, it's unstable. No. It's an unstable microphone. It's leaning, but it's standing. It's leaning, but it's standing. <laughs> Speaking of things that lean but also stand, we are now joined by Mr. Zachary. Storman, ooh, that was a foamy pop there. 
You're a, you're a me, pussy pop. daddy on that one. Is oh, it on the pop screen? Is on the pop covered. filter? Nice, nice. Now Zach just finished up uh, mixing and mastering our weekly original single for this week, our brunch weekly original single, which we will get to in a little bit. Yep. And in addition to that, musically tonight we do have a featured band from southeastern Connecticut. We're going to be featuring. Yeah, big ups to CT. S E C T. S E C T. They're Southeast Connecticut. S E C T H C. Big ups to SCTV as well. I always loved that show. But we have uh, Living Weary. Living Weary. Uh, we're going to be playing the song Vanished by them tonight. So stay tuned for that. Vanished. We had a song called Vanished. This song seems like it could be similar in tone, but I highly doubt oh, it's about... Oh, I didn't about... realize this was just tonight's band. Yeah, yeah. I, I wonder if it's about Japanese men disappearing themselves. I doubt it. I highly doubt it, but in the tone somewhere. Streams of says he's got us while he's working. Oh, guitar. nice. Sup. 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 Oh, What's up? Like, while he was at work, like, yeah, he's blasting <laughs> just this. Just selling, the... selling it at, at the store that he works at. You don't just want that all shit. Over. Get, get out of here. What the hell are you doing? What the hell <laughs> are you cunt, doing? Cunt. Cunt. Shit. Fuck. Blast it on the we speakers. We are on the floods, though, so. I hope everybody at floods. <laughs> cunt. Fuck. <laughs> shit. <laughs> All of you are fucking cunts. Well, we just broke the record, I think, for Moot.TV uh, saying, cunt, I was on uh, Let Me Ask You a Question this week. It dropped yesterday. And they it's say fun episode they say cunt a bunch of times, and I think I'm the only one that only says it once. Maybe Greg only says it once. Right. But they really they not, they don't go hard on it. Um, I allude to British parents. Because right. I said the line about from 2020, our song that we did, about British parrots learning to swear. And they thought I said British parents learning to swear. <laughs> They're like, they already know how to do that. I went, yeah, they use some words really liberally. And Eric's like, yeah, like cunt. <laughs> And then just cunt, just kept yeah. happening. So how many times did you guys say it? Um, less than we've already said it today so far in <laughs> so 10 minutes. So we just minutes. broke it? We broke it. We yeah. broke, we are the cunt record holders. We are the record cunt holders um, you watched, here on Cunt Mocha. I mean, you, Kyle Mocha won't shut up. Have you watched the history of uh, Curse Words? I haven't, but I saw Nick Cage is yes. like the, the so host of it. Is they he talk the host about, or just like the guy who does one lead in on it? No, and he's then, the host of the oh, show. And his hair plugs look amazing. Yes. He's putting Travolta to shame. Travolta should face off but with hair. He should hair off. <laughs> hair off. They should do hair a sequel. Off? Yeah, but it's a musical. Like it's hair. Music. It's hair spray. But it's not. Travolta was in hairspray. We're connecting all sorts of dots here real early on. But apparently Jonah Hill okay. has the record for the most curses or fucks. In is it a is movie. it in the uh, Wolf of Wall Street? No. Um. Wait, wait. What movie are you saying that he has this in? Yeah, it was Wolf of Wall. Wolf Street. Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I was I th saying, first, I thought it was super bad, but it's not. It's oh, Wolf definitely not super yeah. bad. He, he he says fuck enough in there, but yeah, Wolf of Wall Street. I think he broke like Joe Pesci's record. How many times no, it was uh, South Park. South Park. Yeah. Oh, South in the Park. actual bigger, yeah. longer, uncut. But Ooh. how many? What is that? I, don't I mean, remember. it's like over it's like 100 times. Yeah. 40 oh, something Fred times. Did Derek say fuck uh, in that song like 52 times? Probably. Sounds like something Probably. he would do. It does sound like he was something he would do. Um, so I realized something, uh, a missed opportunity over the last four years of the uh, Trump presidency for uh, bartenders in, in Republican uh, areas, like really red uh, states. Um, nobody, I've seen nobody, I thought of this today, nobody has been selling a margarita at all this entire time. <laughs> I typed margarita in all caps and missed one of the, the first R, and it said margarita. And I went, holy shit, 
where the, it should have just been a red margarita, yeah. and it would have sold. It's really just red death in a margarita, like yeah, with with, with right. uh, salt and tequila instead of uh, Southern Comfort. Right. But we really missed the boat. And after the events of this last week, I am not pushing that idea at all. <laughs> so if you like that idea, that's a free one. You can take it and you can run with it all the way to. Do not mention the show. Capital or Do wherever. Not yeah, mention the show. to the Capitol and then right to prison. Um, <laughs> well, every week we like to get together here. We like to bullshit about music, talk about pop culture and stuff like that. But we also like to drink beer. And we, uh, we've we been ranking the beers this season, yeah, getting yeah. a scale of 0 to 100 rating. And we have a beer that I'm shocked we've not gone with yet uh, since the this season started. So let's kick it off. we got some Labatt to drink. What are we drinking? It's Labatt. I just told you. Drink it so you don't have to. Review it in the morning for the bathroom. Cheap booze and craft brews. Review it in the morning for the bathroom. What are we drinking? What are we drinking? you were talking about during that. Oh, no. Just there. Upstairs tonight, you were hitting yourself in the face with a drumstick while I was doing vocals? Sort of. Was like, it that just bad? No, it was just fucking around. God <laughs> damn it, stop, you stupid I was, like, throwing, throwing it at you like it's a It's actually pretty much every song we've ever recorded, while you're, like, real not paying attention to us, yeah. and it's just, like, you, you're you, practicing or whatever, you're just Justin are always just... Looking at each other, doing like I just assume you guys are doing that while we're playing other. fucking drums. No, I mean sometimes we have a conversation and that's when it rolls for like five minutes and we're just sitting there like, Oh, did you watch that episode of that the other day? Yeah, oh, we're like, thanks. Oh shit, wait. Oh this is just a loop. Did that you was do really any good. good takes yet? We'll take it back a little bit. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. That's like I really like what you're doing there. How about we just try it one more time? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like lies your parents told you, but it's Zach because he forgot he was recording in the middle of recording. All right, guys, so as I said, we are drinking some Labatt Blue. It's Canadian Pilsner. It is one of the only, uh, I guess it's not a light beer. Most of the regular beers do tell you what they are, uh, but Labatt Blue, I wonder if that is technically a light Pilsner. There's a Labatt, uh, Labatt Blue, Blue light, light, I mean. Uh, I wonder if that's a, a light Pilsner, but this is technically just a imported beer or beer. Beer. It says Canadian Pilsner. It, 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 no, that's what I'm saying. Oh, I wonder if the I light... I you were saying it, it doesn't say no, what it, it kind does. Of, I don't know what kind but of I'm saying, like, Budweiser says lager, you know, uh, Rolling Rock just says 33, uh, but, like, Miller Lite says, you know... Uh, Rolling Rock it, says pale. Does it say pale ale? Yeah. It also says 33. I said that because I knew I wasn't wrong and I forgot <laughs> what it said. Uh, but, yeah, this is a Canadian Pilsner. We generally will wind up drinking this on the show around the 4th of July. Yeah. I like to go with this or Molson Canadian around <laughs> Uh, the American Independence Day. What a you love, and you always, you always mention how much of a patriotic person I am whenever I do that. Um, do either of you ever, ever, ever reach for a Labatt? No, or I remember why I don't. Labatt's? After one sip, did you yeah. remember why? Yeah, I mean, maybe it's just this can, but it has a metallic taste, and it's I don't know, it's just not it something that I would enjoy. Fucking fills my mouth with just like I don't know. Like a tingle, there's a whole mouth tingle, like all the way to the back, like that lemonade spot, that spot, yeah. um, and then it dissipates into kind of metallic nothing, yeah. nothingness. Um, have you ever had a point in your life where Labatt was a drink of your choice or anybody no. else's choice that you hung out with and mm. were forced to consume it with them? I don't think so. Never. Not that I can. Say, I've never had a friend that was like, "I'm a Labatt's man." 
Um, I have plenty of people that come into the bar asking for I do for hear the Canadian, like if you go into yeah. Canada, the actual beer there is better. The beer? Well, like the Labatt. Like, yeah, like most countries yeah. generally. We need to do a test of that. We need to go True. to Canada when they allow us back in in 30 years, you know? Mm-hmm. We gotta wait a while. I got friends um, that I hunt with that are... They can send it down. They drink... No, not in Canada. Why they not? They drink Labatt's in America. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. They like... Oh, okay. They're Canadians that drink it in America? No, they're, they're Americans. <laughs> That's the Canada of the Poconos right there. No, Canadensis is the Canada nah, of the Poconos. No, Canadensis is the Cambodia of the Poconos. Up. It just makes more sense that way to me. Cambodians. Um, I yeah. I drank, I, don't know. I drank a lot of this this year already. Cases and cases of Labatt. Where? Like where were you hunting, drinking it? Hunt, that's what just, I was, that's what I was trying to tell saying, you. Know, you were making fun of me. Every every time you go hunting, this is what they bring. Like the the after dinner party. Yeah. Somebody always had Labatt's. Is it more prominent than Bush? Hell no. Hell no. Okay, so Bush still reigns supreme. Yeah. That's what. That's what's good to hear. On the, let me ask you a question before we started fully recording, uh, what was released. We were talking about how both Eric and Anthony's parents were were Bush parents. They were Bushmen and Bushwomen. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know if that's primarily uh, around here or just around the country. Uh, people really like Bush. People uh-huh. really do like Bush. And it's a thing. I mean, I didn't really love the Bush Latte. I didn't hate it. Um, but I think I like Bush and Bush Latte better than I like the Labatt Blue. I agree. Um, on, a, on a scale of 0 to 100, I, I feel like i got to go lower than, than maybe I've gone for almost anything else in this like kind of category. But I'm going to give this a 43 out of 100. This is just kind of like, eh, whatever. It'll get the job done. And that's about as good as you can say about it. Yep. Justin, what are you thinking? Zero to 100. 27. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. You really hate yeah, it that I'm much? Yeah, I'm not a fan. Not a fan? Yeah. All right, Zach, you No, been... they're fucking not. 62. 62? Uh-huh. Still not that good. It's barely... If you really liked it, you would have given it a higher rating. Now, that one's locked in, so you can't change it. I'm officially <laughs> locking your score I, in. I feel like I'm always lower than you guys. You generally are. Generally, yeah. But when you're higher generally. than us in your ratings... Um, it's for something ridiculously silly like Hey, this. get off the fucking counter! Yeah, goddamn kitten damn cat. cat. Did you I get said, a job yet? She didn't get a job. Yeah. Anybody else out there in the world yell at your cat for not having a job? We've been just, like, scolding her all evening. We, we scold her all the time. I'm going to love listening back to this, just to him echoing, shouting at the kitten in the corner. Um, but I I love yelling at the cat for not having a job. Any cat I've ever been around, I'm always like, you're a lazy little piece of shit. But today we went extra hard on the cat. We were just like, do you even have a resume? Do you, do you have references? Are you even ready? You should be spending 40 hours a week trying to find a job. Getting a job is your job until you have a job. It's going to be a long episode of Zach fighting the cat here. Um, all right, guys. So we do have a, another okay, beer. You can, uh, she's can eat all of the leftover pizza that's, that's still on the counter. That's fine. She can <coughs> she can have my slice. I'll just give her that one. We'll eat all the other ones, but she can have one of them. Um, so our other that's beer like that we that we went with today um, is from Oscar Blues Brewery, and it is an Irish style porter brewed with coconut and chocolate. It is called Death by Coconut, and it is a six and a half by alcohol by volume beverage. Now we went with this a because we're trying to go with darker beers for the next couple of weeks while it's right. colder darker beers generally are what i lean towards but i also hate coconut 
I despise the flavor of coconut. Right. I don't like coconut rum. When I was a little kid, we would go to Ponderosa and I would do the build your own Sunday. And when I wasn't looking, my sister Kim would scoop coconut into there and then cover it. Or she would switch mine with hers and I would take a couple bites of it and she'd be like, you like that? And I'd be like, yeah, I fucking love ice cream. I'm fat. She'd be like, there's coconut in that. I'd be like, I hate this. <laughs> it's really more of a texture when it's covered with other things. But on its own, when coconut is really prominent, it's fucking disgusting. I, mean, I love just, coconut. It tastes like soap to me. Like worse than cilantro. That. Like I worse can, than cilantro. I'd see, rather I don't have a chocolate cilantro, cilantro soap beer. Thing, but... Yeah, I got that gene. I got that yeah. gene. Dude, I love cilantro and coconut. Me too. All right, so All kinds of coconut. Do you like the idea uh, ahead of time, an Irish-style porter brewed with coconut and chocolate, would that be something that if you saw on tap, you would give a try? Sure. You would sure. give a try? I would never, ever, yeah. ever go for this at an all. Irish porter? Irish Porter, yes. Chocolate, yes. Especially Oscar with, Blues. Yes. Oscar Blues, yes. Everything about this, except for the death-by-coconut part of it, I would let you order it, and then I would take a sip of it. Right, if I right, was right, at right. Floods, and Drew was bartending, and he went, hey, I got this, I'd probably be like, nah, and I'd wait for you to go, yeah, okay, and then I would take a sip of yours. Yeah, um, sure, sure. I would not commit, but I'm going to try to finish this whole thing, despite how I feel about it, because... You, you know, wasting alcohol is is, is wrong. Um, have you guys given this a sip yet? What are your thoughts? While, while I give a sipperoni on this one, my thoughts is I'm not tasting coconut. I taste coconut. And oh yeah, I'm tasting coconut. I taste coconut, and I really feel like it's like an almond joy. It does taste like an almond joy. I'm I'm getting a really? full I mouth of love coconut. Almond joys, and I'm not getting it. You re- maybe you're just too exposed to coconut. Maybe you maybe. get too much coconut in your life. Time. How often in one week do you eat coconut? Is it like a regular thing? Like maybe not raw coconut, but do you drink like? Because I can't really even do coconut water. Because oh, I that, love I those with the chunks. See, I, I don't like wish, coconut water. I wish because I I, I, want I it know it's good. I be um, honest, I don't often eat. Yeah, it's one of those things you forget about. Yeah, definitely. I've but then when you see it, it, like every once you like, if I walk into like the diner or whatever, they're like, ah, oh, coconut uh, shrimp Ugh. lunch special. I'll be like. Coconut shrimp. I love. Why don't I eat more coconut? Right, yeah. Right, whenever right. they've got um like a China buffet, the walnut chicken, and I go for it, and it's actually coconut chicken, I fucking lose my mind because that is taking walnut one of my favorite is things. Gross. And I love it. You're it's sick. literally sugar mayonnaise. That's all it is. It's mayonnaise <laughs> it and looks sugar. Like semen. And That's it looks why like cumsies all over the chicken. I love that cumsies covered chicken. It's like my favorite fucking thing in the world. But once in a while, it's not walnut chicken. It's fucking coconut chicken. I can chicken. only eat warm so mayo gross. if I don't see it. Yeah, no. Like, I can eat cold mayo. Yeah. Like out, like out of the jar. Like, like if it monster. was on the floor, you would eat it probably. Yeah. yeah. But hot mayo, yeah. don't show it to me. Really? I'll, so, I'll eat it. Make me a tuna melt. I was yeah. just whatever. Well, I agree chicken with you tastes on that. okay, but when I have you ever made mayo, a grilled cheese or anything grilled like a melt where you use the mayo instead of butter? I to, use mayo for stuff all the time. Yeah. Sometimes I put. Put the Duke's mayo okay. in uh, like some fucking like even spaghetti sauce. I brown meat with the sure. mayo. Ooh. Sure, I, yeah, Oh, I've never done that. You got to use the Duke's though. The yeah. Duke's is more the Duke's is more butter like. Okay. Than it is mayo. All right, but I can still, get down with buttery don't, mayo. Don't make me a hot mayo. 
a cup of hot mayo. Well, but but what <laughs> so about hot sugar chicken. mayo? Hot sugar mayo. Come on, it's amazing. It's so good. But what's not good to me at all is the death by coconut. I'm gonna start off with the ranking so you guys can judge how much you want to redeem this. Um, for what it is, for being, I'll give it the fair shot. It is an Irish style porter. They're they're pulling that off a little bit. The chocolate, I am definitely getting, and I'm getting the coconut. So the fact that I hate coconut, I can't really put against it. I have to rank it for what it is. Sure. So I am going to give it a 58. Okay. It's probably lower because I don't like coconut. I'm trying to not let it affect me. But overall, a 58. It doesn't have, I feel like a lot of porters and stouts aren't as thick as they used to be. I feel like everything's right. getting watered down. Yeah, I don't know why too. that is, but nothing is even as thick as Guinness. Like I, I'm, I'm terrified to try a Young's double chocolate stout and find out it's turned to water because right, it used to right. taste like a goddamn frosty from Wendy's. And if it's as thin as this shit, I'm gonna be fucking pissed. Yeah. But yeah, uh, 58. So Justin, what do you think on a scale of I'm zero gonna, to 100 on this guy? I'm going with an 85. It really does taste like an almond joy. If you like you almond joys, it. you will enjoy. <laughs> you will almond enjoy this. Yes. All right, Zach, you're are you getting any of the coconut still? Like swishing it around in your mouth? Is it opening up in any way on you? No. No. So what are you getting? Just chocolate, <clears throat> or do you just get porter? Do you taste Irish? Do you taste anything? I'm not getting Irish. Yeah. Chocolate. Yeah. Coconut or porter really yep. in any in any. Uh, Amount that pleases me. Okay. Now, we, we could use this opportunity to uh, mention that Zach, uh, as of yesterday, congratulations, is out of quarantine um, from having uh, the vid. Did you lose the taste of... Uh, Not that I... Uh, or the sense of taste or anything like that? I will say that once you said that you were you know positive and I was waiting to get my test, every day I was like throwing cough drops in my mouth just to make sure I could taste like the cherry cough drop. I was drinking IPAs so I could make sure that I could taste them, and I just started putting hot sauce on everything, and I might have upped my tolerance for hot sauce Probably. in the last two weeks because I've been like exposing myself to it. I still have not tried the last dab, which is sitting in the refrigerator. This today could be sawdust. That could be sawdust. You have had an experience in the past on the show that where you're true. drinking sodas, the pickle soda and all of that, and you really wanted to taste all these things, and you had cement lodger, cinder, yeah, dust, concrete. Yeah. You had just shit coated in well, your today nose. Today I was, I was just running a sawmill all Yeah, day. yeah. So, so, sawmill may be affecting the fact that you can't taste this, but aside from that, what do you give this on a 0 to 100 scale? It's not a good... It's a poor porter. Yep. It's a porter. It's a poor porter, so I would say 45. 45. All right. Yeah, I uh, I said I was going to try to finish it. I might go back to it in a little bit, but I think I'm sticking with the shitty Labatt Blues. We did a bang-up job picking beer this week, but don't worry. There's Coors Light and Miller 64s left in the fridge if we really need them. True. All right, guys. So as I... Uh, Dude, I've been running across ooh. Miller 64s. Everywhere? Everywhere. I've been seeing them in bottles more than cans, and I'm kind of no, interested I mean, like, in how smooth they people taste. People that accidentally bought them. Oh. Like, hey, you fucking see somebody, you're like, oh. Did you like, mean to buy that 2.5% like, alcohol like, Oh, beer? there's a lot of these in your cooler today, but like, yeah, it was an accident. Yep. Because <laughs> you think it's MGD or, yeah. or like, we one of those. We still have some in the fridge we here. We still yeah. do. Insane. There are still... 
two sitting behind the guitars in the studio room because I put them there while Who's I was hiding, doing vocals. You're hiding beers I put them my there. <laughs> I put them there, and there has not been a moment in the last six months where somebody was so thirsty that they reached for one of those and consumed them. Um, maybe they get one better day. with age. I highly doubt it, though. I highly doubt it. All right, guys. Well, we have a featured artist that I alluded to earlier. Again, the band is called Living Weary. You can find them at living underscore weary on Instagram. You can also find them by just searching Living Weary on Facebook. Um, They're kind of like a... a, post-hardcore, a little bit of a grunge alternative feel to them. They definitely have that feel of like the, the, the fun 90s mixed with a little bit of sludge. Really enjoy this song. Justin and I actually, we found these guys about two months ago uh, on Blank TV, which has kind of become an unofficial sponsor of this segment of the show. I should really right. reach out to them because I'm just finding all of our bands through there. Go check out Blank TV, an amazing YouTube channel for punk and hardcore, yeah. everything and kind of in, in that realm. I mean, they do stuff outside of that as well. Uh, but this band is really fun. It, it's just a, a, a rocking song. It's just a good rocking song. Kind of has that droney, drudge kind of a stoner doom metal feel to the music side of it and the guy definitely taps into a Cobain uh, feeling in in the the way he he performs the vocals and everything like that as always I really hope when they listen to this they are not offended by my interpretation of what they do but I will say that I fucking love this song really enjoy it and I'm really excited to play it for all of you here again this is Living Weary's Vanished again they're from Southeastern Connecticut, S E C T. Big ups. Big ups. Big ups to CT. Here it is, guys. We'll see you in a couple minutes. Enjoy Vanished by Living Weary.
right, guys, getting there. Yeah, Havoc, that is Living Weary's Vanished. And as we were kind of talking about while we were uh, listening, it kind of, it, it might lull a person that's kind of a fan of more secular, radio-friendly rock into a, a false sense of security, and then it kind of breaks into more of a, a of a, that, what I was saying before, kind of that, like, low end that's not, not necessarily, I guess sludge really isn't the, the right word, um, but it's got the kind of, it's drudgy it, in that it, part. Mid-tempo. Mid-tempo. Hey, is this two files? Yes. Is this two files? The song, do we have two um, files? One of them is... Both of them? Yeah. All okay. right. Um, now, uh, again, you can go check those guys out at living underscore weary on Instagram, or you can find them just, just by looking living weary on Facebook. And again, just a fucking awesome song. And again, shout out to the guys over at and, and gals over at blank TV for putting out such great music for the masses. So we can all find all these independent bands from around the world. We found so many awesome bands for them. So Big ups to Blank TV. Big up to Blank TV. Now, this week, uh, as always, we uh, wrote, recorded, mixed, and mastered a uh, Brunch Weekly original single. This one in about like four or five hours or so. Um, we are, uh, I'll let Zach kind of explain what the story behind it is and, the, and in turn what the lyrics are really about. Um, but we are returning, kind of, to the lore of past albums we have done with. Uh, uh, Rubbish, the Garbage Man epic, and uh, old trash—all stories of of Capitalon. Um, what? How? How would you describe what we are doing with with this album, and then break down specifically this song for the people? For the people. For the people. Well, we're gonna we're writing the religion of Maven. Okay, and again, Maven is where Simon, the villain from the uh, old trash album and really kind of the hero also of that album because uh, it's a darker album and uh, that is where all of the, the the most powerful beings kind of exist and, and they're yeah. supposed to be an, an all-knowing, super powerful, but fair and just society. Yeah, so this is like uh, millennia and millennia and millennia before the maven that yeah. Simon comes from. Because Simon's kind of like the antichrist to this story's Jesus or 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 whatever, Buddha or whatever. It's going to happen thousands of years later Not if you follow corrupt. the... What was that? Well, we just had another spotting of Billy Corgan. Ooh. Mikey said, uh, I like that singer's voice kind of reminded me of Billy Corgan in a good oh, way. Oh, nice. Hell yeah. Helen likes it as well. Thank you guys. Go check them out. Buy merch. Buy their music. Do shit. Um, Do shit. Yeah. So uh, with this song, we're, we're again for the album, we're kind of breaking down the the religion and the making of the kind of the moral code of Maven. What is this song specifically about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this this is there's there's going to be three parts. To yes. The, like three books of their Bible. S their their scripture. Know? Yes. So this right. is the beginning. All right. And. Uh, it's a guy who's born to uh, the family of the ruling class, of, but the world is shit. The world is sort of... Crumbling. Crumbling the way that the end of the Roman Empire or current day America... Uh-huh, yeah. Our um, uh, Siva, the guy that the, the album is named after, and the, basically the first prophet of Maven... Okay. ...is born to be the ruler... Of a crumbling 
society. Like he, his birthright is to lead uh, the a society end. that has just turned to garbage. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's looking for to try anything he can to not just watch everything up, fade away and be destroyed. Yeah, and in this uh, in the story that we tell. Uh, his his father is the ruler again. He is the heir, and the song is heir to a crumbling, crumbling empire. empire. Um, so his father passes away, and then he, under basically the tutelage of uh, the character that uh, I called Harkness, um, which you're not going to be able to hear too too much, and it's kind of on purpose. Um, but Harkness is in an elder, a wise, uh, uh, holy man. He is yeah. the seer. Um, and under his tutelage, he decides uh, to kind of go against the grain and basically make a pact and, and start to work with the undying Lord of the Snakes. And as I call it, the Serpent's Nest. Well, the nest. seer sees it. Yes. Um, but he doesn't know them. Okay. It's, no one has ever met the... That far. No one has... No one living has ever been to the Serpent City. Yes. It's a myth. It's a old wives tale. So if there's one way to save it, but it banks on that being real. Yeah, if everything has gone to shit so so horribly that the only options left are things that uh, make absolutely no sense. Yeah. Just, just you go with, you go with complete the Hail Mary shot in the dark. Hell yeah. Right. Now, uh, about the music of this, um, we uh, generally, when we start working on a new project, Zach will give us a uh, a, a to listen, uh, 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 what do we always call it? Uh, a must listen required to. Listening. Required listening. Yeah, required listening. That's the word. Um, for the season or for when we're doing uh, a specific album. And for this one, you, you sent us a list, but then it basically just became listen to the Cocteau Twins. Yeah. yeah. And you also God, threw I in. Really, um, um, uh, I became obsessed with them. And you also threw in uh, My Bloody Valentine's Loveless. Yeah, and um, not bullet for my Valentine, which I again bullet. accidentally my listened to. Valentine. Um, and yeah, I listened to a lot uh, of that. Jesus and Mary Chain. Jesus and Mary Chain. That was the other one. There you go. Yeah, and uh, I spent all day today listening to. Him. I listened to a bunch over the last like week or so as well. And vocally, I was like, I have no idea how the hell I'm I'm gonna do these vocals. Um, and and so from the vocal performance side, it's, I was trying to be a little on the dronier side, right. but still melodic, um, and give it some kind of a not necessarily a pop feel, but something that is catchy and something that doesn't make you hate the vocals. Um, uh, Justin, as far as the drums, what was it like for you on this album or this? this um, fun. I mean, we I, I basically set up all of my toms at this point. Yeah, set oh, up yeah. all my toms, rearranged. It's all big symbols right now. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, we redid different. the whole drum uh, miking EQs set up of the kit everything and then you did all of that and then we basically strived to recreate the sound of like midi drums like like programmed like a drum machine or something like that well the cocktail twins they have a it's a drum machine they don't have a drummer um if you don't know who they are people don't know who they are they are fucking incredible when are they from are they a current uh so the first album is 82 okay i thought they were older but it's the album that i told you to listen to a lot is from 1990 really heaven or las vegas i thought that was gonna be like 2012 or something like that like a decade old so they are the band that started dream pop 
Okay. There is no beach house without them. But there is right. also no My Bloody Valentine or Smashing Pumpkins without them. Right. Hell yeah. Um, they were like contemporaries of the early Cure. And you so should... yeah, before like New Wave splits off and all of those yeah, other the, subsets they were, of, of they were one of those of bands that you know that saying that that first Sex Pistols concert yeah everyone that was there went home and started a band yeah they were one of those people oh shit you know what I mean that started yeah. a band because they saw this they're because they're from Scotland yeah they saw this the Sex Pistols and then Joy Division and all the punk stuff right. that happened. and went home and made and a band. then from seventy seven to eighty two. You go from actual punk to post punk. Yeah. Real punk only lasted like, yeah, like three, four years. Yeah, yeah. Yep. and then you know, you, then that punk splits into post punk, which becomes new wave on one side, and then shoegaze and dream pop on the other side. Yeah, yeah, and then on a totally different side, you get the old school hardcore feel too. You get the Ian McKay and all that. Yeah. We didn't make a dream pop. Song. No, we definitely we did not. Are, what, what would you say that we ended with on this one, genre-wise? Well, I was wise? aiming to listen to them, but make a, something a lot heavier. Okay. The whole point was to make something heavier with the guitars. Yeah, right. Um, but to do some of the stuff that they do, but do a more heavy guitar. Yeah, you did say upstairs at one point that you wanted the guitar to kind of do the boring work and like yeah. the, I mean, kind of the heavy lifting, but the boring heavy yeah, the lifting. Parts. I mean, yeah, a lot of times the songs that we make, it's like a, a the piano or the pad or some synth will be. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, but on you this one, you kind of flip so you, you, the, you flip the script. The, yeah, the the chord basics yeah and, uh, and the, then you threw in some incredibly fun uh keyboard solos in there you were just like oh i'm just whipping yeah, up yeah, keyboard yeah. solos here left and right yeah and you got some really catchy riffs in there um ones that i was kind of already had an idea of where i was going to go vocally but then i was like hearing the riffs that you're putting down i'm like oh should i just like pull a rivers cuomo or reverse rivers cuomo and just copy what the lead is into my vocals because you know he'll always like take the vocal melody and just make that the guitar solo so I was like maybe I'll do that backwards yeah. but I kind of stayed away from it to let that kind of shine and be its own thing um, what time we're doing a short Three, one on this 326 I think but yeah. we also have a intro song oh yeah so what do you uh, the intro is um, something that you recorded this is pre today but this is going to be the intro for the entire but album. I did do it in like three hours so, I so it's with still it's still with our style. Um, so yeah, you guys are going to hear the about two minute intro and then a three and a half minute song here, the, the and they're all going to be flowing right together, right back to back. Yeah, the intro is I had this long ass title for this album in my head. Yeah, like we like to do that. Two two different semicolons, <laughs> and then I was like, well, that's maybe that's too much. Yeah. So I shortened the title of the album to one word. Yep. And then the first song, I was like, oh, let's, I'll write a crazy, weird intro. And that's the Esoratisa, which is the name of the holy book that we're writing. All right. Okay. okay. Well, let's uh, not delay this any further. We can jump right in. Again, this is Heir to a Crumbling Empire. Um, and we're, we're pronouncing it Savay. Sava, Save. Yeah. I think Save sure. is how I said it on the recording. Uh -huh. Again, these are words that Zach made up, and then I was like, how do I pronounce this? He's like, And then I Googled it to make know. sure that I'm, nothing comes yeah. up with that. And yeah. I was like, 
Well, the one Savay's uh, father's name is Gandar, and I was like, this is kind of close to like Gondor, and I'm like, wait, is Gondor a thing? And then I'm trying to think of Lord of the Rings, yeah, and I'm like, Gondor, yeah. yeah, Gondor, pretty sure it was. Um, all right, guys, so here you go. Again, this is the intro to the album, and then the Brunch Weekly original single for this week. We'll see you guys in just under six minutes. Enjoy.
right, guys, there you have it again. Our brunch weekly original single for season five, episode sixteen, the heir to a crumbling empire. I think the end of that song is the favorite, my favorite thing we've done. But just or the like the last second just of it, you no, just no, like no, it when it ends. Yes, just right when Your it ends. Your favorite part is yes. when everything stops, when, it's over. when it just ends. It's pretty yeah. fucking rude to everybody here, Justin. That's really fun. No, that last part, the drum machine sound that you got out of that really fucking works. Yeah. Um, and then I also failed to mention that we basically just did double vocals. It's two things. They're, they're telling the same story, but it's like layered information. And right. in my head, it kind of, to A, get as much information out lyrically as I could in the time that we were working with, but also... Kind of the idea of like when, when uh, a religion starts, it, it usually starts as oral history, and you got a lot of shit kind of coming, you know, together, and you can't always get a clear answer on things. It's the whole playing telephone through history. Uh, things get fucked up and get muddied, and and that kind of uh, you know, I, I was hoping to get that to translate through the the layering of the vocals. Um, but the lower vocal line really just winds up. I just went with your drum part on that, and it's just like the one spot where it drops out and it's right. just the vocals, and then everything comes back in together. It really fucking it really works with the drums there, and yeah. I was really happy with that. Uh, I like the song a lot. I think it's I, think I it's really a good enjoy start it, to this. In the chat, Keith was saying that the transition owned his ass, oh. um, and then Helen is saying, "Oh cripes." The best is old-fashioned rock and roll. Check your riffs at the door. It's history. And then I'm assuming that's what Mikey, uh, Mike Demers is uh, uh, responding to there with the face. Um, Coming from the mom of Rifford fucking Blackmore, (laughs) like literally his name could be Riff Blackmore if he wasn't already Riggard Blackmore. It's just one letter off in the alphabet. He is like... The guy that introduced me to riffiness, uh-huh. and I'm assuming he didn't just get it from himself. I'm assuming you and your husband had something to do with uh-huh. that, Helen. Uh-huh. All right, we're not going to ask you to buy anything to help uh, shave your son's balls this week, but we will ask you to appreciate the riff. But also, yeah, rock and roll, old school rock and roll yeah. is really fucking fun. Uh-huh. Uh, but hopefully, you guys enjoyed that. Again, we're going to, as always, get that uh, put up on the YouTube channel, yeah. and at some point in in the near future, we'll be having all of our music released across pretty much every platform that you can get music so you can listen to current music that we're putting out you know i don't know how we're going to do that if we're going to be able to drop it on youtube and then get it up on on spotify or something like that maybe as the album is completed we'll drop it on all of those things um but we've got uh we're doing we're doing five song albums right now so we got four more songs of this uh off of this one will be a six album. album Though, because of the intro, oh, or more if you do yeah, if we do yeah. other interludes. Who knows? Yeah, and if you do other interludes, we we can make we can make it a twenty five track if you just keep doing interludes yeah, with five interludes and songs. interludes, <laughs> and then just twenty interludes, twenty, yeah. interludes. 20 little because we're writing shorter songs now, so we have to stretch them out somehow. It would be like yeah. when you're when you're looking at uh, playing a CD and you see it counting <laughs> down like negative eight yeah. seconds, but when you skip to the next song, you miss it. You can't you can't get to Lip that. Biscuit was the king of that. I, I had a lot. I've Listen to Limp Bizkit that much growing up or at all, but I had a lot of uh, <laughs> albums that 
I thought when I would listen to them straight through and not pay attention, I'm like, oh, this song has this little intro here. And then I would put it in like my 20 CD changer and they would just play on random. And I'm like, why the fuck does it just cut to 30 seconds into this song? Right. And then eventually I realized there was a little, uh, so we should do that. We should hide a bunch of n- n- negative space countdowns. Really do that not not on YouTube. We're just going to do it on CD on for people record. with uh, Discmans. Just for people with Discmans. We're going to press a vinyl. And if you're dumb enough to buy a vinyl from us and listen to it, yeah. as soon as you put the new dose, like, fuck you, fuck you, <laughs> fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. There's no music on Just it. Fuck you for for <laughs> 17 minutes, minutes aside. A, yeah, four, four, a, four. four-sided uh, double album. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. you, fuck you. But one, <laughs> one time in there, it goes, fuck you. Fuck <laughs> you, fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> But you yeah. gotta listen to the whole thing to find that well. Yeah. It's gonna work. It's gonna work. Uh, but again, yeah, we'll be getting that up. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that. And more to come over the next uh, few weeks. But uh, tonight, uh, we don't we don't have a guest. Um, again, kind of in the wintertime, it's hard to, to secure guests. You yep. don't know what the weather's going to be like. Zach True. sometimes has to go out there and plow the snow. Um, it's not an innuendo or anything like that uh it's just what he does um but i figured you you sent us this idea yesterday uh in a text um for i think it was yesterday for for a movie that you came up with um first i want to ask you before we start talking about this uh what level of intoxication were you when you came to the realization of the idea for this movie were, were, were you drunk? Were, were Why you, did were I you, send this? Was it yesterday? I feel like uh, it was yesterday. I believe it was yesterday. Um, the day before? Um, something like that. Um, so you don't remember uh, coming up with it, so you're probably somewhat intoxicated. Do you remember <laughs> what the idea is? Okay, I was laying in bed when I came up with All this. All right. I was going, trying to go to sleep. Yeah. And just my brain was sinking. Yep. Right. Okay. Oh, so, oh, I remember what it is now. <laughs> all right, because I, I have it here. If you want me to read the message yeah, that you said, so uh, this is. Oh, it was Sunday. It was Sunday night, ten thirty-five. Yeah. Sunday right, night right, right. movie. Oh, I, I was watching the. Oh, that was after the Browns. Oh, was. <laughs> yeah. Again, that game. That first three minutes of that game were ridiculous. Uh, so this is the text. The movie idea. Multiplicity, which is a great Michael Keaton movie. If you've never seen it, you're right. missing out. Multiplicity, but instead of clones, the main character sacrifices their neighbors to summon demon minions that look like them. But the demon minions keep fucking up by killing people whenever they get sent out into the world to do something. Could be a male or female lead, extra gory comedy. And then you said, like Multiplicity, mixed with that Sandra Bullock witch movie and the new Evil Dead. And I said, starring Michael Keaton, you said, nah, it should be a woman. And I went, oh, he'll be like the end starring Michael Keaton. He'll be like the doubtful mayor, you know, like the the straw dog, if you will. Um, And you said, it's like a girl that's into magic and shit and is dark. Uh, stumbles onto some real blood magic. So we're we're gonna start with somebody who's just kind of like kind of into magic, like maybe buys a book or something like yeah. that right, right. at a store, and then is just doing like practicing. We'll have to get Jackie to like advise us on all of this shit. Maybe Jackie can play the lead in this. That'd be really yeah. good. Like somebody uh, that just fell into like a a wiki loop one day yeah and I was like ah oh, I was at the bookstore I saw this thing that I heard about Whatever. yeah so I bought it it's just a book all it's the best horror whatever. movies and, and a lot of uh, you know good good lore movies all center around finding Completely a book innocent. or something like that 
Um, so she finds it, and then so is the first time she's is or what you're thinking is the first time like she changes somebody is totally on accident. She just accidentally. Yeah. So I was thinking how this happens. Yes. Yeah. So she gets this book and whatever, and then like just a string of bad luck happens. Like, so I'm thinking she's like a college student. Okay. Right. Like working like a waitress job, like going to school during the day, right. fucking waiting tables at some shit. Hardworking, honest you girl, know, nice then, lady. You know she into Wicca. Accidentally stumbles upon this book for, and it's like, oh, just like multiplicity. Yeah. Oh. You can summon demons to do your bidding for you, so you can live a life of luxury. I forget, in Multiplicity, how, does he invent a machine to clone himself, or does he just, like, no, accidentally find it? He works at a place that does that. And then he I just believe. accidentally yeah. clones himself, and then he just keeps doing it until there's, like, yeah. 40 versions of himself, and there's, like, the really dumb one, yeah, and then there's, yeah. like, the one that's really good at sex, yeah. and then the one that's, like, willing just to do, so like, she, work and shit. She, like in a just uh, middle of the night, like I don't, I can't fucking do this. Right. Just accidentally reads this incantation in a book, similar to the way like the Evil Dead, you yeah, know, he yeah. reads the book and like, right, yeah, that's nothing. Yeah. Uh, next morning she wakes up, the ambulances are at her neighbor's house. Mm. Like, wow, what happened? Like, lightning struck right through the house and killed Jim. Oh shit. And then she was gone. Fuck, she, fuck yeah, neighbor's dead, Jim and that was gone. the sacrifice. Oh. And then all of a sudden, she has demonic clones that look exactly like her that refer to her as their master and okay. will do whatever she tells them to do. Okay. And so then, she's like, "Well, I'll send you out into the world. Might to do as well something. send you to do the shit that I don't have time. Like, yeah. You know, she's like, I think I'm gonna take a two-hour bubble bath and drink a bottle of wine. Can you go? Uh, you you go to class for me. You go to work for me. And you go over to my sisters and visit my yeah. my niece and my nephew. But, and you go over here. But everywhere they go, they just spread just, evil. Yeah. And they, accidentally, they can't help it. Yeah, they, they just can't help. Are, they're d- d- demons they're that demons. Ju- you know live on blood. Just happen to look like her. Though. Yeah. Yeah. But right. they look like her, and so, <laughs> and they can. You know, perform the task that she Yeah, they have perform. the knowledge of yeah. her. But, uh, but but they, like, go to her job and, like, they're sitting there and they're typing away, you know, at her day job before she goes to her night job or whatever. Her school, if she's going to school, she's typing away and the teacher, let's say, uh, says something that the, the demon of her uh, at school doesn't approve of. And she just kind of looks at it and all of a sudden just like, are you thinking like a violent, like immediate, like jump scare kind of comment in a comedic way? Like just like jumps up and just like, like violently gory rips out like the jugular yeah, of the teacher. Yeah, but I was thinking the funny part of it is that no one but her is privy to the... Information. Yeah. That, so sh- like, that they're clones. Yeah, so if and all the violent scenes would be between one of the demon clones mm-hmm. and whoever dies, okay. but no one would ever actually see the murders the, the happen murder and, and, or, the evil and the eating uh, of ensued. the bodies yeah. and right. the blood sacrifices happen. It's like something, like an accident happens, like the fucking sidewalk is icy and the fucking kid slips and like cracks his head on the sidewalk and... Sh- the demon's just walking by like and okay. fucking eats the so, fucking body, but okay. nobody sees it. All right. So going off of that idea. Yeah. It has to be co directed, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Alright. By one Kevin Smith okay. and Eli Roth. Ooh, ooh, that'd be a good mixture. Oh, yeah, get get this stupid conversational the stupid yeah. smart conversational comedy in there. 
Um, but then also, yeah, get your your fucking gore. Your fun. It, yeah. What, what was the first one that he did? The the hostile. Uh, hostile. Yeah, hostile. Um, now. Uh, I like the idea that every single time that they do another, like they kill somebody else, it spawns another yeah. uh, 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 being, another entity, and then at some point, like Multiplicity, she just has like a closet full of demons, and she's like trying to keep them locked away, and she's got a date, maybe she met a guy, and Yeah, like, well there has to be some sort of romantic comedy Definitely, definitely. Uh, part. And that guy has to maybe also, maybe it's the guy at the bookstore that sells her the book well, It's kind of like a cute store, little guy for whatever reason, We can get Jackie to play the part in Nick to play the cute guy, and they got on screen chemistry immediately. It would work. It would work. For some reason, real purchase. Hey guys, we shot this last night. I don't know if you you were aware, but really good performance. It's a five minute porno. <laughs> With a really long intro and a really long outro. <laughs> we do a lot of things where there's just five seconds of content and a bunch of shit around it. That that works. That's that works. True. That's in our that's in our brand. Oh god. So uh, what what do you think is like the big turn? Because if you do the whole hero's story, there has to be like the big turn, like the thing that she is really working towards. She's going to school. She's working, you know, hard. She gets the ability to have all of these minions do her bidding for her. What is the thing that she is like really working towards? Is it the school side of things? Is she trying to go to school to become like a lawyer or a doctor? Maybe she's trying to do something to like help save people. And so the irony that she's killing people yeah. by having this right. power, like you have to have that kind of juxtaposition there. Um, do, you, do you have any idea of maybe what you would like her to be like working towards? Do you think it's a life-saving thing? Maybe she wants to join like Amnesty International or something like that. She's yeah, trying to get like a, it, like a sociology more degree. more poetic if, what, she, if she was really trying to do something positive. Yeah. yeah. And she had, and all this death and dismemberment keep happening yeah. around her. So then we'll have uh, her g have the guy, and like again, I think it'd be cool if it's the guy that like sold her the book, or maybe it's the son of the bookstore owner, and blah blah blah. Because yeah, for the bookstore, for whatever reason, Willem Dafoe popped in my head. Willem Dafoe is the bookstore owner; would yeah. be a great one. So you get a young, you get James Franco, a uh, young Willem Dafoe. Go. Wait, no, we already said it's gonna be Nick Dario. Um, so he <laughs> oh, he's the he's the son of he's the, the son guy. of. Yeah. Um, so if we're gonna make it uh, true, it should be Michael Sheen, uh, the guy from like Frost Nixon and the the, right. the Twilight movies because um, they are identical I'll show you a picture it's freaky um, so we, we could have them playing uh, you know him playing the love interest and he like comes over and she's trying to keep everything hidden and then he notices the book and he is like somebody that has grown up in the literary world because his father owns a bookstore and maybe his father's a little on the evil side just kind of right. like knows what he's doing and like maybe did like an incantation on the book itself and then so he sees it and now he's like on her side trying to stop her like he goes did you not read the rest of the book did you not read the rest of the inscription like if you don't stop this at some point the whole world will be taken over by your clones and it'll only be you and your clones your demon clones and then you will be like the the evil goddess to them and you'll have all this power and all this stuff which is great but everyone else will be <laughs> gone so we have to go around and start killing them so then yeah the two she of them asked, she, the two of them have to team up to kill all of the demon spawns that look exactly exactly like her, like her. so there'll be scenes of her Battling, brutally murdering yeah. herself and yeah. him which will be cool and then him not being sure which one it's the whole like True. which yeah, one do I shoot which one do I shoot like, <laughs> and they're probably like 
kill her, kill her. I'm like, watch him on his reel. Every, every fight. He's yeah, you just gotta like, do the Michael Scott thing where you just draw a line on the Asian lady's <laughs> arm so you know which Asian lady you're dating because he doesn't know the difference between Asian ladies. Yeah, you do that, except it's just with clones. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, I think this is something that could really work as a story, and I really wanted to discuss it here on air so it can be fleshed out and I can go back and listen to it and write it up. And I think over the next couple of weeks as I work on it and text you guys back and forth and kind of expand on the idea, right. I, I think we could kind of start in a Kevin Smith way. That's where a lot of his, yeah. that's where like Tusk and everything started on a podcast. And we're, we've been building up our, our, uh, uh, our, our film, you know, equipment and everything along those yeah. lines. So it's soon, at some point, we are going to have to need a, a project that we could work on. And sure. I think if we could come up with something like this, and maybe we do it super comedic, where it's like obviously we can't have clones of one person. No, we need it. The main actress has to be a twin. Yeah, we have to have a twin. We have to find somebody for at least the the first demo shoots of it this to be a twin. This could be the Olsen twins return to, to <laughs> film. Oh yes, Olsen you twins. It get here. it? You just divorced that giant cigarette smoking Frenchman one of you you got nothing going on what are you doing making clothes do you want to watch a movie where the Austin twins brutally murder each other over and over again yeah and Willem Dafoe's in it <laughs> come on or wait now it's going to be Bob Saget now it's got to be Bob yeah, Saget no. as oh the, my as God. The reunited at last they wouldn't Hospital be doing Fuller House well yeah. we couldn't we couldn't we can't get that whole cast anymore yeah somebody's in jail oh maybe Who's me? Who's Lori Loughlin? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! She is. She's <laughs> no, making license she, plates. No, she got fucking like four months or whatever. Yeah, and I think because yeah. of COVID, she's probably definitely out if she's not already. Because uh, yeah, that was way back. Did she that was, even that was go? Back to, yeah, yeah. Probably. She went. And she was. She was in there. And then wait, once her isn't name, her? Isn't her husband? No, William H Macy's married to the other woman who's oh, also involved. Because in William it. H Macy is, is like. Uh, Sort of like Willem Dafoe. Yeah. In face. Yep. You could you could definitely yeah. switch out. So guys, we're we're workshopping it, and we're gonna we're gonna spread it all over Hollywood. Whichever one of you top actors, uh, maybe yeah. Tommy Lee Jones, uh, can come on and work with it. Maybe he's like somebody who had the book. Tommy Lee Jones, with another character, will build into it. <laughs> he had the book years ago, and he's already defeated no, his Tommy own clones. Tommy Lee Jones is Satan. Mm. After she kills all the clones. Satan appears. Oh, but like Peter Stormare and Constantine just kind of like rises up and he's got the tar on his feet and everything. but it's Tommy Lee Jones. But it's Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. I gotta say, Peter Stormare as Satan is probably my favorite devil. That Constantine was fucking amazing. That was really good. That was really good. All right. Well, Justin, do you happen to have a little ditty about letting people ask a question from a letting people ask a question? I I believe uh, All right. Because uh, I would like to go back to an old segment that we've not done. We did it once this season so far, but we've not done it a lot lately. Um, Since I was on the most recent episode of Let Me Ask You a Question, I want to ask you the question. So let's hit it. Let me ask you a question. 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 From. Let me ask you a question. All right, guys. So, again, 
Let me ask you a question. Is our brother or sister love podcast that is hosted by <laughs> Anthony DeAngelis and also has uh, the Gregoman and EJ, uh, our super producer, uh, on uh, pretty much every episode. Sometimes Greg isn't there. He lives in Texas. He's got a busy life, a wife and a kid and everything like that. So we, we forgive him when he's not there. But I was lucky to get all three of them uh, on the episode that I just did again dropped yesterday on the Moot Monday drop. It is called Film Lessons with Kyle Mocha from Kyle Mocha Won't Shut Up, episode 209, so go check that out later. But I wanted to ask you guys the question that Anthony asked me, and that question was, has there ever been, or is there a lesson, whether it's a life lesson or just like a way to deal with people or or somehow that you react or, or something that just entered into your normal vocabulary that you learn and, and uh, adopted from a movie or a TV series. And while you're thinking, I'll give you what my examples were. Um, I, I had to think about it a little bit, but the first one that came to mind was The Parent Trap with Lindsay Lohan. Remember that the, the remake? Right. I learned from that movie that if you take an Oreo and peanut butter and just slab some peanut butter right on the Oreo, it tastes amazing. And I've never looked at Oreos the right. same. And I've also never looked at peanut butter the same. Peanut butter is now a condiment, and I put it on everything. And I talk about how I when I was a kid loved those orange uh, uh, Austin crackers and I just thought it was like peanut butter and something and it's right. cheese and peanut butter crackers yeah, so I, I went ooh them. so I started uh, slapping Arnold, some I think it's I thought it was Austin's I think there's two companies yeah, that are Austin's. Bare, yeah, yeah Austin's Austin's was like the cheapo IGA brand probably that I got growing up um, but you could uh, I took a piece of American cheese put peanut butter on it rolled it up like a little like fat kid sushi roll and popped it, and it was just amazing. And I've ever since then been putting peanut butter on many things. Right. Uh, so that was one life lesson I learned. Uh, <laughs> never on my penis. I've never actually put peanut butter on my penis. It's a waste of peanut butter. My penis isn't that good. It does not deserve peanut butter. Peanut butter is for winners. Peanut butter is a reward. You don't give that to losers, all right? Um, Sorry, penis. But you should be apologizing to me. You get peanut butter if you be better. Um, last, baby! Um, and don't make babies. It's working for me in that way. Don't make babies. Because um, yeah, that's the thing about... Mocha penises. They're small, but they don't work. Um, so uh, I brought up that. And then also in uh, Mighty Ducks... Uh, when one of the, I forget who it is, they they they, they 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 take a big swipe and they miss the puck, and Gordon goes, "Keep swinging, maybe you'll give him a cold." And now, through my whole life, ever since seeing that, anytime somebody was doing something athletically, even though I'm a terrible athlete, if they like swung and missed, I would always just go, "Keep swinging, maybe you'll give him a cold." At like professional baseball games, I shout this at the fucking professional athletes right, right, right. and it's something I just I, I adapted at a young age and, and it just became part of like the lexicon of who I am right. um, is there anything that you guys uh, Justin do you have any uh, ideas a lesson anything, or something that you learned from a movie that you kind of kept with you through your life or a TV show um, I think because most TV shows are overdone or overacted in a sense to really pull out um, drama and senses so I would say more more feelings than anything like okay. like the like somebody fucking up and fucking with somebody and how that how that um, moral like the morality of, of situations yeah 
Because um, it uh, movies will because Anthony's whole point was trying to get to like we we learn more like it, it than we probably think from movies, sure. especially on the. And moral I agree side with him things. when he said that. Yeah, I, like, I do. On the moral side of things, like if you see somebody uh, in a movie that's supposed to be the asshole in the movie saying something to another person who's an innocent, a great example in Donnie Darko, go back to China, bitch, like that yeah, whole thing. Yeah. If you are the asshole saying go back to China, bitch, if you're the person saying that, you should know you're the dickhead. Yeah, right. And that was just a way that, like, I wasn't saying that to somebody, but if I saw somebody say that, um, like in the like, a video, oh, you're the bad guy. Yeah, like the video Steve well, shared with us from last year uh, of the lady from Canada uh, going oh, chinky yeah. chinky China lady, like yeah, that whole yeah, thing. Yeah. It's like you're the asshole. Like you are 100 percent the asshole in that situation. Like right. you should know that. So me. As a, a viewer of a situation, as an observer of a situation, I can see somebody doing something along those lines, and I go, "Oh, you're a dickhead! Like you just eliminated yourself from me wanting to be your friend." Right. And and I learned yeah, that there's lesson plenty of times in movies free, that really. push your morals, yeah, you know, and make you reflect. And yeah. that's one of the reasons why I like movies. And yeah, film, you know? yeah. Zach, anything that sticks out to you? Anything that in your life? Uh, Again, it could be TV, could be movie. It doesn't have to be like a life-changing thing, like a moral thing. Are there any like sayings that you picked up in at this day and age, even like YouTube and stuff like that? Anything that you've picked up? Like you used to say "gooched" all the time from the guy that does Dave. the guitar. Yeah. Good old uh, Dave. Good old well, Dave. there's a million things that I say from that are references well, that's and deep cut than, than learning, learning something. A lesson. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, Do you have a lesson that you think you've learned from anything? <laughs> you're like I watched Titanic once uh, don't go on boats you uh, didn't even learn that lesson um specifically no there's no like I can't think of like I saw a movie like oh do you think that no I've you know when you said YouTube I've learned phrases of, I've, and you've learned information well, like, information yeah, you know what yeah. I mean you ever changed a water pump in yeah. a 1998 Buick Regal? No, but... But I know, watched a YouTube video you know, and I could do it. An idea. I bet you so, there's yeah. one thing that all know. three of us share that movies and television okay. influence. Well, probably two. What are you Drinking thinking? and smoking. Yeah, I would say oh, that, yeah. like, on the, that, that's a good idea. Smoking side of things, like, the whole idea is, like, I mean, obviously, like, my, I just our friends so cool were probably doing, doing it. it. I did it more Ugh. for... For breaks, but yeah, I had been watching film and TVs that had people smoking. Yeah, you watch Reservoir Dogs or any Quentin Tarantino movie. Swearing and smoking definitely came from my love for uh, uh, Quentin Tarantino and like the way I smoke. And if I ever would like catch my reflection when I was like drunk outside of Jock and Jill's or whatever in the window smoking a cigarette, I always notice I I, I naturally just smoke a cigarette like this, whole hand up like that, right? And then for a while I had to like kept kind of changing. I just wanted to do this. And pulling out just like the two finger approach, the two finger right. approach, um, and but yeah, I think smoking and drinking. Have you ever decided to start drinking something because you saw it in a movie or anything along those lines? Probably. Like, have you ever I'm opted sure for a beer because it was somebody's like beer of choice? Like, has ever like the the subliminal messaging has that? Have you ever thought of like that working on you? Because, like, in a lot soda of movies, soda for sure. Soda, yeah, for like sure. Soda. Pepsi in Home Alone made me like Pepsi as a kid. Right. I liked Pepsi because it was in Home Alone and it wasn't Coca-Cola. Right. Um, but other than that, like, I, I probably never really 
wanted it one way or another, and then I saw the movie, and I went, okay, like, I'll be fuller drinking the big, you know, right. the, the caffeine-free Pepsi. Um, I think uh, as far as uh, uh, older movies go, I definitely learned when I was younger kind of, like, how to interact with adults more from, from watching movies, because I would just kind of emulate, like, watching movies that they weren't even, you know, like like watching a Humphrey Bogart movie, and just thinking, oh, this is how adults talk to each other, and yeah. just be like, ah, you see here, kid? <laughs> and then adults just looking like, Okay, this is a precocious little boy, which I found out later in life basically meant I was a little asshole. When someone's like, oh, you're a precocious little kid. But, oh, you're a fucking cunt, aren't you? You're a little fucking cunt. Hate you there. Hate you there. Um, Yeah, I I don't know any other, like, life lessons that I've learned. Um, But I think just more of it is is little things that I some of your personality in, in comedy... Oh, well, like, 100%, Kevin Smith is one of my, like, favorite people in comedy. But, I mean, just your humor alone, like, helped you develop how you are? Oh, yeah. And watching, again, like, with, like, Kevin Smith or certain comedians that, like, when I was doing stand-up, I had to stop watching. Like, I couldn't watch Louis C.K. And even our our buddy Andy Moose, at one point, like, we were just having a conversation, and he goes, stop watching Louis C.K. And I went, why? he goes, that whole last three sentences you said was all original thought, but it came out like Louis C.K. Like it came out and like you were just like came out of emulating. your penis in your hand in the bathroom. It came out of me. I was while I was standing in front of this girl going, "Do you mind if I uh, jerk and touch my penis a little bit?" And she was just like, uh, "No." And I was like, "You sure?" And she was like, "Yeah." And I was like, "All right." <laughs> and he was like, "Kyle, you're uh, you're acting an awful lot like that Louis C.K. guy yeah. there." But, I have you. To totally uh, switch gears for a mm-hmm. brief second. Switch it up. I've never thought of doing that. Jerking never. off to somebody? No, even in an intimate moment, being yeah. like, hey, uh, I want you to watch me jerk yeah. off. Well, yeah, I'll say, he just, he just released uh, a bunch of stand-up that's kind of like coming out in like little segments. It's available on YouTube. Definitely check it out. It's fucking hilarious. But he has a whole section that is called... uh, Yeah, that's one of his bits. Uh, That's hilarious. Uh, What the fuck? No, it's not hilarious. Um... But the bit is called like uh, basically he explains and like like goes into the whole like thing about like him like jerking off in front of people, and he goes, "Do you know how lucky you are that people don't know what your thing is?" He goes, "Everybody knows what my thing is. Everybody yeah. knows what it is, and you are so lucky that nobody knows what your dirty little thing is." And then I was listening to more of his stand up because I can't help it; the guy's amazing, and he. 15 years ago has a bit about how like he was like uh, he's talking about like shitty things that happened in American history like you know slavery he goes we can't just ignore that that happened that is something that happened just like I can't ignore that I once showed a, re- showed a retarded girl my penis behind a KFC and he's talking about when he was like 9 years old he was doing so since he was a kid right. his thing has been pulling his dick out and jerking it in front of people and he thought he learned his lesson as an adult by going hey do you mind if I jerk off right now and like he didn't learn his le- I mean now he's you know learned learn his lesson uh, from Louis C.K. Yeah. movie by Helen uh, Pootie Tang don't want to talk to the Shimiko. Oh, God, that is a classic. And not a lot of people really know, like, in, in the, the regular world, that he wrote that fucking movie. Like, he wrote that now, movie. There's a part from that movie that me and my brother repeat all the time. Yeah. When someone's... It's that J.B. Smooth part where it's like, oh, there's a lot of people in this party. 
Yeah, and it sure is crowded too. <laughs> I will find me and my brother doing that. All we did the time. scare Helen off. We scared Helen away. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Helen. <laughs> sorry, Helen. <laughs> Our number one fan leaving us. Oh, so sorry. So sorry. All right. Well, um, again, guys, uh, if, if you want to hear me talk more and talk to the guys from Let Me Ask You a Question, go check out episode 209 uh, that dropped yesterday. And this episode will be dropping on Moot Monday next week alongside another episode of Let Me Ask You a Question. They got the Derek D. Dozen and once in a very, very blue moon. You can check out White Wasabi. All the love to those guys. And I also want to give a big shout out to our featured band this evening, Living Weary. Again, you can find them at Living underscore Weary on Instagram. Or you can check them out on Facebook. You can find their music video for Vanished on YouTube. You can check out Blank TV uh, for plenty of other amazing things. Um, we are going to soon have our website done and yes. up. We've been saying it for six months, but it's happening. And then again, we will be getting yep. all the music out there to you guys so you can listen to it however you prefer to listen to it. Um, I just want to say, as always, a big thank you to Mr. Justin Olapato for being here, getting You're everything welcome, put man. together. Glad you and I survived not having to get COVID, yes. even though yes. you know, shove shit so far up our fucking noses. That was the most uncomfortable thing I've ever done. And I clean my nose with Q-tips every day because I'm like obsessed about having like hanging boogers. From being a server, there are plenty of times I've noticed that like a snot, even though I'm wearing a mask now. So I just got used to going in with the Q-tip and just t -t 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 and getting the little guys out of there. Now I'm trimming it with the little uh, weed whacker thing that yeah, I got. Yeah, yeah. Been trimming that up and not. So I've been, you know, always obsessed with that. And I've never, ever, ever shoved anything up my nose that far. And I will never, ever again. But thank you, nope. Justin, for being here. You're welcome. And Keith also wants some bath towels ooh, with our faces on them. Ooh, we could do bath towels with our faces on them. So, so when, you can dry your asshole with my face? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But not have to have you there to do it this time. Yeah. He wants to do it with just a regular towel. Um, although your face is pretty absorbing. You got enough, you got enough uh, fur up there to to soak it all in. All the ass juice can get soaked right up into that beard. Speaking of, let's give a big thank you to Mr. Zachary. Ass juice. <laughs> Torment! All right. Okay, guys. Well, for Kyle Boca, won't shut up. You got ass juice, or is that just a juicy ass? Both. I got both. It's juicy and juiced. Can juiced. you juice an ass? Can you just squeeze? I guess you could squeeze it and then put a cup on oh, it. Oh, Helen's still that. here. What? That guy that wanted to eat people. What guy wanted to? Wait, wait, wait. What is this? What is this? I can't remember his name, but I kept thinking. Fucking Fasano was telling me about it. It's a dude from. I don't remember, but he, his name sounds like R. Lee Ermy, you know, the male color. Oh, yeah, guy? Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's not. It's. Well, we gotta look this up, and maybe next week we can jump into. Name? I don't the, know. He, I don't know. From, uh, he was one of the. The drill sergeant Arlie Ermy? No, no, but his name sounds like that. I don't know. I don't know. He's uh, the, one of the, the twins. What's that show? Cocteau Always Twins? Always Sunny? Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, what is the... Oh, you know D the, and uh, no? Dennis. Dennis. No, the the, the crazy... Mm, Charlie Day? Armin, no, not one of the main Armin characters. Armin Myways? Armin yeah. Myways? Miways, So he wants to eat people? German former oh, computer Oh, the McPoyle twins. You're talking McPoyle twins. Yeah, right? Yeah, the ones that drink milk and wear bathrobes. Yeah, the one guy, like, he got me too that he was, like, telling this girl that he wanted, like, eat her. Oh. 
That's a different type of me too. But it, every time he said it, it sounded like uh, he said Arlie Ermy because his name <laughs> sounds like that. And I'm like, the fucking like that guy's got to be eighty. He's dead. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure like, Arlie Ermy's dead. Like, yeah, I'm pretty like, sure he died. Yeah. He was like, I was like, he was like a fucking Vietnam. Like, no, yeah. not like no, not this old man. He's like, yeah, man. It's like I'll always think of him as the whatever twins, and I'm just like. What? What? I don't get it. What? All right, we'll have to They're do more Fasana. research on that. We can jump into that maybe next week. But yeah, Fasana, you a crazy motherfucker. And Arlie Army did not. Don't don't disgrace the dead. Oh. It's not. That's my fault. No, no that's, yeah, we're died, gonna blame uh, it on him. Three years ago. Three years ago. Yeah. yeah. Well, rest in peace to Arlie Army. Yeah. Uh, thank you for not eating people while you were alive. Um, and for Kyle Mocha, won't shut up. I am Kyle Mocha. Uh, Later, signing off here. Thank you for being As here. always, we would like to say, fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck the fans. Fuck the fans. And G. Bob Saget. Buckley. There's nothing more egomaniacal than singing the theme music for your own show. Who am I? Kelsey Grammer. If I could only drink like him, we're gonna write a new one every week. Some will be solid, some will be weak. We're gonna write a new one every week.